This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The November election is just a couple days away, and voters are requesting and returning absentee ballots in record numbers here in Michigan every day. I am blown away by the new vote tally of absentee votes that have come in. But there are still voters, of course, who are confused about the voting process this year and how to make sure their votes count. Here to talk about voting and the upcoming election is the Lieutenant Governor of the state of Michigan, Garland Gilchrist. Garland, welcome back to Detroit Today. Always a pleasure to be with you, Stephen. Yes, great to hear from you as well. So uh, give us a sense of how you think the process is working so far here in Michigan. You know, I'm proud of the fact that the voters of Michigan in 2018 voted overwhelmingly to make it easier to register to vote and easier to cast a ballot than it ever has been in the history of the state of Michigan. It's almost like, you know, we knew that there was going to be something coming in our future that would necessitate voting being much more convenient and much safer, frankly. And so I'm really proud of how people in Michigan stepped up in the primary and voted in historic numbers. And we're going to see similar historic numbers here in the general election. And specifically, um, I think that local election administrators, I think the Secretary of State, um, really stepped up to make the options that can be safer in the pandemic. These drop boxes that have started, um, and you know, there's multiple in the city, they have satellite locations in Detroit, and we have more than a thousand drop boxes across the state so that people who might have been a little nervous about the U.S. Postal Service uh, can instead bring their ballots in person. You know, people can vote in person uh, today. People have been able to vote in person since September 24th. And I think it, hopefully this election will set a new standard for what it means to be to have convenient voting options in Michigan. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about voter intimidation and suppression uh, because there are signs that it's happening in really significant ways here in Michigan. Uh, you know, some of it we we hear about through media. Others, other stuff I just am hearing about talking to people. There is more effort being put into that this year than than I, I can remember in any other election. So talk about how we prevent that on election day at polling places. I think that is the, the sort of key point where we can kind of intervene in these efforts to to try to make sure some people's votes don't count. Yeah, well, actually, Stephen, I think the point of intervention is now, is today. I think the way that we decrease the the number of voters who could potentially be intimidated by people with, with bad intentions is for people to cast their ballots early, for people to, to drop now. their ballots off yeah. today. Absolutely. And that will have less people who will be at polling places. Um, let me be really clear about something like anybody who takes a gun to a polling place is taking it there to stop somebody to vote, not mm-hmm. to enable them to vote. Mm-hmm. But instead, if people are voting now, um, you're going to see, I mean, you know, I think that this should be a celebration of our democracy. And I think we can overwhelm the intimidators. Now, we do have uh, plans, obviously, to respond to people. There, there will be lawyers upon lawyers upon lawyers on call to deal with those people who are breaking the law. If they attempt to intimidate voters, and let's be really clear, it is against state and federal law to intimidate voters uh, at polling places. And But I think that people are excited, frankly, to be able to make this choice. Uh, this show, the stakes are so high. This year has been so um, crazy uh, <laughs> that people want to make a choice about how we move forward at every level of government. And, and I think that you know certainly every elected official in Michigan um, should be focused on making sure that voters have that opportunity to do so. Yeah, and this is this is what your work was. For a long time before you turned 
to electoral politics. I mean, you you are somebody who is trying to get people registered, trying to get people to vote. Uh, talk about where we are in this country right now with this. It, it seems as though one party has decided that the way it must win, the only way it can win is to try to make sure that the, not enough of the other side votes as opposed to getting more people out to vote for for their side. As somebody who worked in you know voter registration and expansion and voter rights for so long, just give me a sense of how that strikes you. Yeah, you're right, Stephen. This is not a new exercise for me. I've been working on this for, for a long time in my career before ever pursuing elected office. I think that people's right to vote um, is something that is precious, that we must protect and expand to make sure every person can exercise it. And the truth is, what you're seeing is that um, you shouldn't trust a political party. You shouldn't trust the Republican Party that um, their strategy to win an election is to lose the argument. They know they don't want more people to vote. No, no elected official should be afraid of voters. And instead, they want to make less people vote because they you know, are trying to win by m- minority rule. Um, but instead, you know, I think we need to be focused on expanding the number of people who are part of decision-making processes. That's what I've been thinking about for my whole career, because more people at the table, more diverse people at the table, um, more people of color at the table, more people with different life experiences, that table's better. We make better decisions at that table. We make better decisions for our communities. We get better policies that better respond to our needs. And, you know, we get more diverse leadership as a result. You know, the state of Michigan is a prime example of this. During the COVID-19 pandemic, we have the most diverse leadership team in the country leading mm-hmm. our state response between the governor, myself, and our chief medical executive. And our response has been most directly responsive to people in poverty, to people of color and the disparities that have been present. And that happened because people in Michigan voted more than they'd voted in 50 years for governor and lieutenant governor. Mm-hmm. When more people show up, good things happen for our communities and for our society. And that's what I want as a public servant. And that's what every public servant should want. So you really should be leery of anyone who wants something different. Yeah, uh, I, I want to talk about the city as well, city of Detroit. You're a Detroit native, of course. Uh, the city the turnout is always the question in in elections. Four years ago, it was turnout in Detroit, low turnout or lower turnout in Detroit that helped Donald Trump win this state. This year, the predictions were that the turnout would be much higher, but I also saw yesterday that Janice Winfrey, our clerk, predicted that she lowered her prediction for turnout. She had been saying she thought it'd be 60%. Now she says it'll be closer to 50%, which is higher than four years ago, but still lower than in 28 or 2012 when Barack Obama was on the ballot. But but give us a sense of what you're expecting from, from city turnout and what role Detroit's going to play in this election. Detroit will play a decisive role in Michigan elections because it always does. And I'm less interested in the prediction game than I am in the the preparation game for us to make sure everyone has what they need to cast ballots. I've been spending time on this uh, for more than two months, uh, making sure that people are ready um, to do what they need to do. Uh, I I led a march of 200 black men from Virginia Park to the Detroit Department of Elections three Saturdays ago. I've been um, making sure that people uh, have seen in their neighborhoods uh, direct uh, specific guidance on what they need to do to vote locally in their neighborhood. I've been meeting at barbershops and on the street with people talking to them about what they need to do. I believe that we are going to show up here in Detroit. And when Detroit shows up, good things happen for Michigan. Good things happen for the country. And so I, I am optimistic. Well, but I guess uh, let me correct that. I'm not optimistic. I'm hopeful. Because I think optimism and hope are different. Optimism is like 
you know, you're just like basically praying for something good to happen and you might get lucky. <laughs> hope means you know that there's something you can do to make it happen and you work for it. Hope is a motivating thing. And that's what I am. So, you know, I think Detroiters are going to show up. And, and when Detroiters show up, we decide how we move forward. And so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward also to after everyone has their ballots cast. And again, November 3rd is the last day of the election. It's not election day. It's the last day of the election. And then we just need to be patient to let the process run its course, to let our election workers um, in the city and around the state process the ballots. They're going to be working super hard yeah. for many days. Yeah. Um, we need to be patient and not let anybody, um, you know, frankly, lie to us about what the results are until we actually have real results. Okay. Garland Gilchrist, Lieutenant Governor of the state of Michigan. Always great to catch up with you. Thank you for coming by. Thank you, Stephen. Everyone go to mi.gov slash vote for all the information you need to make your plan. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That is going to do it for us this week. I will be back on Monday when we are going to talk with local pollsters about whether the polls can be trusted in this year's election and what has changed since 2016. What are the methods that we are using now that will correct some of the errors that we saw four years ago? This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again next week.